Hey, welcome to the uh, program. We kind of went over what was happening with the Afghanistan and General Milley hearings today. We uh, we had a lot of that. Also, um, the Jedi mind tricks that we were doing. You know, it's you're not Jedi calling people a Jedi if you are trying to promote justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion is a bad thing. And I think we all know this. I think we all know this because of the ableist tropes in Star Wars. That that whole segment was a roller coaster ride. Okay. So this started with Stu and I talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and scientists have found that a space rock hit Sodom and Gomorrah uh, and vaporized everybody. And um, I was asking the question whether or not he wanted to be vaporized. I went to the Jedi you know, mindset being problematic by five different scientists in Scientific American. And Stu provided a few answers, uh, a few answers. And you'll hear them on today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. You're going to lose your freedom if you are in Australia. If you don't get vaccinated, you're going to lose your freedom. That's great for Australia. Here's the here's the problem. In America, we have this little thing called the Declaration of Independence. And governments are instituted among men to protect those freedoms. And when a government becomes hostile to those freedoms, it is the people's right and it is their duty to throw off the chains of that and create a new government that is not hostile to those freedoms. So in other words, you can't break away because you want to have slavery. But I think it's pretty clear you can break away if you want to just live by the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, because the old government started forgetting about the whole freedom thing. Well, I hate to even say that because people are going to say, he's, he's advocating violence. He's saying we should go into a civil war, which I'm not saying at all. Oh, my gosh, these people on the right, they're so dangerous. I know. Let's do something. Let's do something safe, shall we? Let's just read The New Yorker and listen to their podcast. Because they talk about books and things like that. Uh, And they had Andreas Malm on, who is really great. I just want you to listen. Here's cut one. Andreas Malm is a professor at Lund University in Sweden. Mm. He studies the relationship between climate change and capitalism. Yeah. And he advocates for far more drastic action than we've seen so far. Huh. His recent book, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, is a bit more nuanced than the title suggests, but at its core... He really does want environmental activists to rethink their commitment to nonviolence and embrace tactics of sabotage. Stop just a second. Let me let me me get this straight. So, Stu, I believe we have to discuss this like this. I believe when he says it's more nuanced than the title uh, uh, really kind of leads you to believe how to blow up a pipeline. It doesn't sound like it really does. It, that it is more nuanced because he then just went and said, uh, but it's more nuanced than, you know, the title would uh, seem. But but he really does want people to think about, you know, dumping the nonviolence thing. 
Well, Glenn, um, the nuance that's associated with the title, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, just, of course, indicates that there are far more things that you can blow up. Oh, you not just blow, a pipeline. You can blow up a pipeline. I, you thank can blow you. Up a tanker you. ship. Chip. I can see things uh, more clearly now that you, you speak like this. Yes. You could blow up a bunch of school children who uh, uh, exhale CO2. All <sighs> these things are options well, there for the are future a lot of, of environmentalism. Thank you very much. Back to the podcast. I spoke with Andreas' mom last week. Mm-hmm. Andreas, you've been a climate activist now for a long time, and in 2007, you were part of a, a Swedish group that started deflating the tires on uh, SUVs. Tell okay. me about that. What was the impulse and how did it work? Yeah, so what we did was we went through rich neighborhoods mm. and picked out SUVs. Mm-hmm. This was in the early career of SUVs when they were still remarkable on streets before we they were completely ubiquitous. And uh, it's very easy to deflate the tires of a, a car. You just unscrew the valve and you insert a little, a little gravel or a piece of stone or something like that. And you, then you screw the, the, the valve back on and then mm. the air will be out of the tire in a couple of hours. Mm. So this was not property destruction. It didn't no. damage anything. No. It, it, it created an inconvenience mm. for the owners of SUVs. Okay. All right. All right. So this began his uh, journey towards civil disobedience, cut to. What was the moment that you realized that your next book would have to be about targeted sabotage and why? That moment was very much the summer of 2018, which was unprecedented in Northern Europe for the wildfires and the drought and the Uh, heat wave. And during that summer, I felt panic and desperation, Mm. uh, as a lot of people did. This was the summer that led Greta Thunberg to start her uh, later very famous school strike movement. And that sort of changed the picture because in 2019, uh, all the way up to the outbreak of the pandemic, the climate movement in the global north reached its zenith of mobilization. Really, it's its peak of popular force out of the streets. Uh, so the book became a, mo- became a product of the moment of 2019, but it's also a call for escalation, a call mm. for the movement to... Uh, diversify its tactics and uh, move away from uh, uh, an exclusive focus on polite, gentle, and Mm. perfectly peaceful civil disobedience. Right. Okay. So here's the left now on in the New Yorker uh, and on the podcast talking about how we, you know, it's not so bad to put rocks uh, into people's airbag uh, air valves with uh, gravel otherwise known as gravel uh, and uh, let the air out. It's a, it's an inconvenience. Sure. But it doesn't do any harm. But then now we really see that we really have to go away from nonviolence because it's really not working. So here he is on blowing up a pipeline. What actions are you recommending for the movement? Well, I am recommending that the movement uh, continues with mass action and civil disobedience, but also opens up for property destruction. So I'm not saying we should stop strikes or or uh, mm-hmm. square occupations sure, or demonstrations sure. of the usual kind. I'm all in favor of that. But I do think we need to step up because so little has changed and mm. so many investments are still being poured into new fossil fuel projects. Mm. So you, I am you, in favor of, of destroying machines, property, 
not harming people. That's a very, oh, uh, yeah. very <laughs> important yeah, distinction. Very there. important. Right. And, and I think property can be destroyed in all manner of ways, or it can mm. be neutralized for, in, a, in a very gentle fashion, as when mm. we deflated the SUVs, mm-hmm. or in a more spectacular fashion, as in potentially blowing up uh, a, a pipeline that's under construction. That's oh, something okay. that people okay. have done. Yeah, so, okay. you, so you are recommending blowing up a pipeline. You use the phrase intelligent sabotage. What is yeah. What does mm-hmm. intelligence sabotage look like in this context? Well, let me give you a very concrete example. Right now, Total, the largest single private company headquartered in France, is constructing what will be the world's longest heated oil pipeline in Uganda and Tanzania. And displacing in that process about 100,000 farmers, mm. all for the sake of carrying even more oil to oh. the world market to pour Damn fuel it. on the global fire. Mm. If people in that region were to attack the construction equipment, blow up the pipeline yeah. before it's completed, I would be all in favor of that. I don't see how that property damage mm. could mm-hmm. be uh, considered morally illegitimate, given mm. what we know mm. of the consequences yeah. of uh, such a project. So the ends justify the means, uh, is what he's saying here. Uh, remember, you are the dangerous one. We're just a bunch of journalists uh, at The New Yorker that are just exploring different ideas. Uh, today's idea, blowing things up and destroying property. Very, very, very different than killing people, of course. Uh, you know, uh, nobody was killed in uh, the Capitol. Uh, well, some one person was killed, but that was by a police officer. But police officers in this case are all good and should never be questioned. But the property was uh, destroyed there in the Capitol. And that is completely different than blowing up a pipeline. And Glenn, I will note for the listeners that machines don't run on their own the people who show up to work at these facilities are part of the machinery they are basically parts of the machine and if they are parts of the machine they well, also machinists destroyed mechanics and, they, uh, and, and they, that that sounds like a machine to me quite honestly so. yeah working on machines if they are not there then these environmental uh, cataclysms will not occur. So obviously, killing people who work on for machines. these companies at the at the at the site, and and honestly, uh, those people wouldn't show up if they were not paid. So the yeah. executives of the com- company, yes, are yes. also fair maybe targets. And to maybe be the clear, banks. maybe the banks. Well, they fund. The they fund anyone who works at a bank. Yeah. I think would Wall fall Street. Wall under Street this. would be a good target. Any shareholder of a company uh, uh, like Amen, this, brother. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. What about the companies that provide uh, electricity and water to the banks to these facilities? Uh, they are basically guilty. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they they're feeding, they're giving aid and comfort to an enemy. What if we killed all people uh, other than us? Well, I... Because th- we don't... We hang didn't on do just a things. second. I, we just... I've written out a plan. I've ri- had... Yeah, oh yeah, we've had a plan for how to eliminate people for a long time. Oh, I, wow. I'm glad you brought this up because, oh, thank goodness. I've been carrying this around for so long. And, you know, we all know, wink, wink, nod, nod, we're not going to kill people. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, that's rich. But that's I, rich. You, no, it's not rich. Rich, bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Rich is very, very bad. Unless we're the ones that are rich. Right. Then it's that's really, very good. really very good. good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's cut four. And yet climate activist groups 
like yeah. 350.org and Extinction Rebellion have made clear that nonviolence is central to their approach. Do you think that's been a mistake or a tactical error? Yeah, so I I have nothing against the tactics employed by these groups. I have very often participated in them myself. What Mm. I have a problem with is when Extinction Rebellion and people from 350 and elsewhere say that these are the only things that our movement can ever uh, allow itself Mm. to engage in. As in, what we are doing is as far as we will ever go. We'll never escalate beyond this. And I think that the that idea, this uh, dogmatic commitment mm. to nonviolence, mm-hmm. is based mm-hmm. on a faulty uh, his, mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. writing or understanding of social mm-hmm. struggles over mm-hmm. history, because it's based on the idea that the only thing that has ever worked for social movements is to stay completely peaceful, mm. and that just isn't the case. Mm-hmm. Not Most the case. social movements that have struggled against overwhelming mm-hmm. odds, against enemies that have been very powerful, have diversified and used a number of different tactics ranging into property destruction and confrontation with the police. You saw this during the uh, the, the uprising after the murder of George Floyd, we where there did, was tremendous yeah. property destruction mm. and uh, mm-hmm. conquering and burning down police stations in mm-hmm. Minneapolis mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. That was an integral part of mm-hmm. an uprising mm-hmm. that brought mm-hmm. more right, millions right. of people into the streets of mm-hmm. the U.S. Huh. than any other in American history. But, wow, that is amazing. Mm. It's uh, weird that the left seems to know that. But wait, I, hmm? I was told... Early Willow's largely nonviolent. Sure. Largely, largely nonviolent. Non-violent. Almost. Sure. I don't think there was any. Was I there didn't violence? see violent. What I saw was people that were committed to a cause. By the way, um, the FCC uh, needs to investigate its own history of racism and examine how its policy choices and actions have harmed black people and other communities of color. Now, this is coming from. Uh, This is coming from a left-wing group that is uh, funded by the Center for American Progress and George Soros's Open Society Foundations. Uh, They're they're wonderful. They're called the Free Press. You might remember them. Um, But they said, "What do we have to do? Uh, Do we have to? How many? How many are we going to have to just shoot Republicans to reclaim our democracy?" Now you might think that that's violent, um, but it's not being covered in the press at all even though that's a letter they wrote to the FCC, are we going to have to shoot Republicans to reclaim our democracy? Um, That is really not so important, okay? Uh, Because they have a reason to do that. Things are really, really tough. And, uh, you know, they're they're not just saying, let's shoot Republicans. They're saying, we have to reshape the media, and that is so important. Uh, and if we can't get people to move, then maybe we should shoot Republicans. And uh, it's very nuanced. It's we, very nuanced. We have been telling people that they're not allowed to have firearms. So how will we be shooting all the Republicans? We'll. Uh, uh, we can have them, right? We can have oh, them. Oh, yes, we can, we can, why, can why have we them. We have them and they yeah, can't have them. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. We're that's part of the elite. Doing. I forgot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to play a a rant from Joe Rogan that I just think is inspiring. Now, he's in trouble for this because somebody made a video of it and then put some images to it that include the, the Nazis and they're not happy. So Joe Rogan must pay. But listen to his words. 
As soon as you give politicians power, any kind of power that didn't exist previously, if they can figure out a way to force you into carrying something that lets you enter businesses or lets you do this or lets businesses open, historically, they are not going to give that power up. They find new reasons to use it. We have to protect those freedoms at all costs, whether you agree with people's choices or not, because it is the foundation that this country was founded on. Freedom. This idea of freedom. There's so many people that think it's frivolous, it's not important, it's not the main thing that we should be focused on, but it is the literal structure that allows this country to be so amazing. Every single country that's ever existed other than the United States, up until 1776, every country that has ever existed was run by dictators, all of them. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. And as soon as you see something, anything that comes along and inhibits your freedom, you should be very cautious about that should be very suspicious because anything that comes along that can inhibit your freedom is by definition anti-american oh that's horrible isn't it that's horrible now why is he in trouble why is he in trouble because he says uh you know that anybody's trying to take your rights away and as he's saying that images of the holocaust and that apparently can't be done Right, that's their big uh, their big line, I guess. The, the the group of people that told you that Donald Trump was Adolf Hitler for the past five years now suddenly has problem with Holocaust comparisons. That is a uh, that's an interesting new discovery from the left. I don't know how wow. they came across it. Wow! And by the way, we should point out that Joe Rogan didn't compare. Uh, no, that he didn't. at all. He that's that's the who the filmmaker who uh, who put images to his words used some nazi uh nazi because you know, and, and a lot of other uh, images right. too dictators. From, yeah, from dictators dictators People, and- whenever anyone starts to mm-hmm. say uh you know certain things those are signs that you're on the wrong path right the wrong path is the, is the best way to put this because at the end of the path if the end of the path is nazi germany you don't take two steps down that path you don't take five steps down that path you take zero steps down that path you avoid the path at, at all po- no one is saying that currently we are in the middle of murdering millions of people however when government takes control sometimes bad people uh, wind up with the power behind that government and they are able to use those controls against the people i will give you for the left an example of someone that might concern you with lots and lots of power his name's donald trump remember how much you remember how you were saying he was hitler well what if he had all of this power what if you gave him all of that power what if this person that you've been saying is adolf hitler for five years what if he had all of this power how would you feel about it this is why it doesn't matter about the man. It doesn't matter who the person is. Doesn't matter you, the party. You limit the the country is designed so that no matter how crappy your president is, they can't do those things. Right. No matter how crappy Congress or the Senate. Yep. 
or the Supreme Court or anybody. You can't do it. But it requires all of those people mm. to stand with the Constitution of the United States. And they're not. And they're not doing it because of their own power and their own money, et cetera, et cetera. Or their own arrogance. They think they know better. And that's where dictators usually start. They just know better than everyone else. And that's what we were designed to stop. And we're the only one designed to stop it. Now, they say, you know, just because it's uh, like, a, like Hitler doesn't mean it's going to end in the Holocaust. Well, okay, but I don't really think that we should be going down the German road in any way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, it may not lead to the ovens, but I don't think I want to even go down that road at all. I mean, maybe we'll have some strudel, but that's as deep into Germany as I care to go. <laughs> but if you and look at the... This, this was developed uh, by Genocide Watch... Uh, along with the uh, United States Department of State, the eight stages of genocide. Uh, and here they are. So would you say that we want to go down this road at all? Or if we want to make sure that it never happens again, we shouldn't do any of these things. Here's step one. People are divided into them and us. All right, well, that's been done. That's done. Okay, so step one on our road to the Holocaust has already been done. Step two, symbolization. When combined with hatred, symbols may be forced upon unwilling members of pariah groups. To combat symbolization, hate symbols can be legally prohibited uh, as hate speech. Okay, well, I don't think that that... The star has been sewn on to anybody. I think the hate symbol that has been given by the left is the make America great hat. Anything that identifies you as a Trump supporter, you are now part of a group that it's okay to hate. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, I would say that's true. I mean, uh, you look at, I mean, uh, they, they, there's a there was an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm from this past year where Larry David decided he didn't want to talk to people, so he wore a, a MAGA hat so that people mm -hmm. wouldn't talk to him anymore because mm -hmm. he knew no one right. would want to interact with him if mm -hmm. he had it on. I mean, I think that that's obviously a, a comedic way of telling it, but I think that that's kind of true. I think in, it is. In large swaths of the country. Oh, yeah. Large swaths of the country. The other symbol that is okay to hate is not wearing a mask. If you wear a mask, you're fine. You can scream at the person. You can scream at the person well, that's well, not wearing a mask. Remember we had that whole, you know, punch a Nazi movement for a while there? Uh, it's, you know, related to the Antifa stuff where, you know, you see someone who you quote unquote think is a fascist. It's okay to punch them, right? Mm -hmm. It's okay to attack them because mm -hmm. they're, we're anti-fascists. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely a, a, a movement and, and a powerful yeah. one. So we're on that road. We're yeah, but we're not, yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not there. We're not, we're not but, officially assigning a symbol, but right. the symbols exist. Uh, discrimination is the third one. Law or cultural power. Law or cultural power excludes groups from full civil rights, segregation, or apartheid laws, denial of voting rights. Okay, 
Well, law or cultural power, we have that. um, uh, Denying groups full civil rights or segregation. We are now in our colleges segregating. We're segregating instead of black people out. We're now segregating white people out. New York City is uh, most, most younger African-Americans are not allowed to go into restaurants. Yes. You got it on that direction. Right. Uh, so you have multiple places there. I mean, it's certainly not full civil rights have eroded to that level. But, no, but again, you are being you want to go to- down this road. You're being told that their patience is running thin and you will not be able to do things if you don't have the vaccine. They are. That's definitely again, that's not we're full on the civil road. rights, but there there are problems. Right. There. Uh, step four. We're halfway to the ovens. We're halfway to the ovens. No. Well, you're saying this is half of this list. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But we haven't done all of the things so far on the list. We've done no, but some we're of them. On the road. Yeah. We're on the road on all of all of them so far. Right. Uh, four, dehumanization. One group denies the humanity of the other group. Members of it are equated with animals, vermin, insects, or diseases. Already done. That's that's done. I don't know that that's done. Well, it's done by some, by some, <laughs> yeah, by like, some. like, for example, it's... you watched Jimmy Kimmel the other night saying like, yeah, let, let the people who are unvaccinated die in the hospital. Yeah, it's not just Jimmy Kimmel. You have doctors saying that you have some, but yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's the entire society or the entire apparatus of the government saying that, but it is, it's becoming, it's becoming all more too popular. popular. Yes. Becoming more popular, uh, organization. This is where it this is where the metal meets the road or the uh, the rubber meets the road. Uh, you <laughs> have terrible the first, tires. Yeah, if they're made out of they're, metal. They're, you have the first four and those can be done culturally mm-hmm. or through official means. The four of these have been done culturally. Now you get into organization. Genocide is always organized. Special army units or militias are often trained and armed. Um. I think we're going through that now with our military being trained on CRT and, you know, they're out searching for people who are Trump supporters because they're radicals, et cetera, et cetera. It's the beginning of it or what could be the beginning of it. Do you disagree with that? I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, the idea that the the emphasis on domestic terrorism yes um is a problem i mean that does that mean that we have organized militias going after no 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that i'm saying this yeah. is the beginning the the training is beginning to see things uh as uh parts of the country however you vote or if you won't play along with the woke game you're a problem you're an extremist that's the beginning of the training hmm. um then polarization Hate groups broadcast polarizing propaganda. But we're already doing that right now in this program. That's yeah. what we do every day. Uh, no, remember, I, I mean, I think that this is coming from this is aimed at the victim group. And I think that propaganda right. is coming out uh, already. Preparation. Mass killing is planned. Thank God. I don't think that's happening. Uh, persecution. That's when people are rounded up and put into ghettos or concentration camps and then extermination. By the way, the 10th step. The perpetrators deny they committed any crime. How hard that must be. You know, we've always seen this and we saw this in Germany. 
Uh, and we still see this in Germany. There, there, you know, people like, well, I didn't have anything. I, I, well, no, I, we didn't do anything wrong. That was just, that was what was going on. We didn't know how hard it must be for the people who lived through that and know their new, their neighbors did know. I mean, how many times do we have people denying things? Like for instance, right now, the Democrats, not anywhere in the scale, but the Democrats denying that they were the ones that were holding kids out of school, that they were the ones they yeah. now claim they were fighting for the schools to be open. It was the evil Republicans that were trying to keep the schools closed. I mean, how do, how do you survive that? How do you I mean, how do you make that so your brain just doesn't explode? And I'll say, like, it, as important it is to warn about these roads, it's also important to note, you know, like, uh, it doesn't... Big things. It, it does Big things are standing in the way still. Big things. We have a, a constitutional structure that stops this. We have great people in, in the military and our and our police that stop this. And, like, look, I'll be honest, you know, everyday life, that's not, it seems normal. I mean, I, I, like... I, these things escalate slowly, but these problems are problems that you you get rid of now. Now, so you don't now. worry about these bigger problems. Correct, later. correct. And as Edwin Black told me, um, these problems we have. This means the Holocaust may never ever come to America, but it also means that we've done a lot of the work where it could happen tomorrow. We just have to be aware. Of when you're polarizing, when you're dividing, when you are excluding people, when you're denying the humanity of people, you are on the same road. And once enough people are convinced of those things, then the government can make the, uh, the rest of it happen quickly. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Nineteen-time Emmy winner John Stossel hailed by the Dallas Morning News as the most consistently thought-provoking TV reporter of our time. And then he then he figured out that regulation causes more problems and uh, decided to report on how the government is really screwing things up. And that's when things went bad for John, uh, but went great for America. John Stossel joins us now. Hi, John. How are you? Great for America. Wow, I wish I had that much power. I I think you have had a massive impact, John. I think you've had a massive impact on America. Um, you know, I, I've watched you for years and years, and the things that you uh, you exposed, I think, changed a lot of people, opened their eyes. Not, you know, not all of the, you know, party people in uh, New York and all the people that, you know, are fashionable, but I think a lot of regular Americans. Why are you suing Facebook now? Well, I, I don't like lawsuits, um, but it's just unbelievable what Facebook is doing. Now, some of what we complain about, they can do legally. They can take people off if they want. Uh, they can censor subjects like whether the virus might have been man-made in China. Uh, that's legal. But it's not legal them legal for them to just lie about people, and that's what they've done about me, with the help of their fact checker, which mm. uh, they have a bunch, but a big mm-hmm. one. This group called Science Feedback. Oh, yeah. climate feedback. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, and. 
they made up a quote about me. <laughs> they put it in quotes, something I never said. And when we pointed this out to them, they just don't change it. And when we try to talk to Facebook, they say, uh-huh, uh-huh, well, here's how our algorithm works. And they don't change it. And it's just a lie. And that is illegal. And I thought, well, I should, with a lawsuit, teach them that they just can't do that. That's defamation. So how are you planning on going up against, I mean, Facebook has more money than God. Um, you have good attorneys. I mean, what are the chances of one guy standing up against them that they, that you win? Small, but the lawyers took it because in my case, it wasn't just about an unfairness. It was, a flat-out lie, and that is defamation. But you're right, it's going to cost me a lot of money and take a long time, and who knows? But I thought I'd try. Yeah, well, thank you for doing that. Um, tell, me a, tell me a little bit about um, what your thoughts are on the virus and the vaccine and all of this. There, America is so strangely split on this because it became all about politics. So what are your thoughts on that, John? I was listening to what you just said about that, and Biden on 98%. That's just not going to happen. And the country is different from how it's been before. There's the level of hatred on the part of people around me for anybody who listens to you, listens to Fox, doesn't maybe doesn't get vaccinated. It's just... They are in a rage. What's, it, I mean, I'm working on a video on this. I release a new video every Tuesday. And we're researching different countries. And China and Australia are a little bit like America at its worst in terms of lockdowns. But Denmark just lifted all restrictions. Yep. Belgium has just allowed people to be maskless. Sweden eliminated almost all restrictions. Britain just got rid of its plans to create a vaccine passport. So many countries are wising up and saying, look, this is never going to go away. Uh, There's always going to be some around. And we have to resume normal life. And by doing that, people will get COVID, but it doesn't kill most of them. And people will acquire natural immunity. And that's the only way to move on. What do you think about how Americans and the world have reacted to this. I mean, I remember when it was breaking out in Beijing. And if you remember right, there were times that they were welding people into their, into their homes. They were sealing these iron doors so people couldn't leave their homes. Uh, And I remember saying on the air, this would never have, we would never put up with this kind of stuff here in America. We're two years into this and we're still putting up with it. What happened to us, John? We became wimps. Now, in fairness, we're not locking, nailing people into their houses. No. And we're not as bad even as Australia, which has come close to China. Um, On the other hand, those countries have stopped deaths. And some people think the only thing that matters in life is whether you die of COVID. And then China and Australia have winning arguments. At the moment, it's three deaths per million people in China, 40 in Australia, versus 400 in Denmark and 2,000 per million in the United States. So 
so far, they're saving lives with this repression. Yeah, but the, I mean, if you want to use that logic, then we should take every car off the road. We should take every pool out of every backyard. We should take every steak knife out of every dishwasher. Very true. And certainly forbid people from driving in the rain. John Stossel, always good to talk to you, sir. Uh, when do you go to court? Do you know? Ah, um, 400 years from now? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our legal system. Good to talk to you, John. Thanks a lot. You too. Yeah, John Stossel uh, suing Facebook um, over defamation. And he's absolutely right. And that climate group has been responsible for um, getting us banned or having our hands slapped or whatever it actually turned out to be. Remember, there was something they were claiming that we said something that we never said. We never said, but we quoted uh, something that was accurate that came out of a, a study where in that study, they said in that study, this particular quote we didn't even know it was in the study. We had nothing to do with that quote. Um, we weren't quoting it. We weren't even holding up the study. We were just using that as a footnote on where we got that particular information. All the information in the study was accurate. That quote is what they disagreed with. And they attributed it to us, said we were, we were saying that. We never said that. Yeah. The problem with a lot of these groups is they're just sloppy let alone ideological oh, and yeah, antagonistic yeah, to conservative absolutely. values. They're just bad at their jobs, too, which is a, a pretty big problem when you're talking about the, the livelihood of a business. You know, I mean, you know, John Stossel, he, you know, as he said, he releases a new video every Tuesday. Um, you know, like when you throw him off of uh, off of these you platforms, how do you how do people see them? You how, kill him. How do people see his work? You don't. You don't. Na, 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 na.